Welcome to the second episode of the Diamond Lane Podcast. Beat the traffic, join the Diamond Lane. I'm Garrett, he's Jordan. We have a very interesting episode. We got bubble talk, we got Dodger talk, and Jordan has a special segment for us. But before that, let's get into bubble talk. Uh, (laughs) Someone owes me (laughs) push-ups. Oh, let me tell you, it's true. And, you know, I I will do them right now. What big redo? Was it 10? Uh, I, I th- yeah, I think so. All right, I'll do ten right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Great, great audio right there. That's <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah. So it's been an, it, the bubble's been interesting. I'll, I'll say that it's definitely we've seen some surprises, like uh, bubble TJ Warren. <laughs> Uh, Bubble TJ Warren's been balling. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers cl- clinched up the number one seed and haven't really been trying. Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker with an almost impossible game winner over your Clippers. <sighs> Just pouring salt in the wind. How about how about the Nets with an with like the greatest win of all time after being eight uh, with eighteen point underdogs before the game, missing half their roster. Beating the Bucks, yeah. I'm, I'm not as um, I'm not as um, impressed by that victory just because the really? Nets, the Nets were or the Bucks were resting everybody. I think Giannis had 19 minutes. Yeah, but it's still impressive. It's like I watched the Nets first game when they played the Magic. I had no idea who the roster, like half the roster, was. And it's it's insane. Like looking looking at the Bucks, yeah. The only the players with the most minutes were Ursan Ilyasova with twenty three minutes, Dante DiVincenzo twenty four minutes, Giannis and Middleton only played sixteen. But you would still think in sixteen minutes they'd still find a way to win. Yeah, and plus the Bucks depth and their you know their bench is much better than I imagine the Nets current starters who seems like many of them they just picked up off the streets. They took Jamal off the couch, who I love Jamal. He's, you know, one of the most amazing players. And I see him tweet all the time and about uh, being salty. He wasn't picked up. Um, but then, of course, he pulls his hamstring within the first couple of minutes. But he did make a three-pointer to contribute to that victory. This, um, yeah, this, this Nets roster is very interesting. Uh, it took it took Timothy Luawu uh, Cabarro a career high twenty six points to get the win. <laughs> they also have Tyler Johnson who oh. got really overpaid. Garrett Temple, I love me some Garrett Temple. I don't great, I great honestly, play. Honestly, didn't even realize he was still in the league. <laughs> R- Rodion's Karooks and Lance Thomas. Yeah, Lance Thomas is That's not a, starting a great player. Um, He's terrible. Uh, you know, there's a couple of players on the actual Nets that, um, or at least the bubble Nets that I really like. Joe Harris. Yeah, oh, I didn't. He didn't even play. Joe I Harris ne- and Karis Levert didn't even play against the Bucks. But both of them, they they played against the Celtics and the Nets. Well, got, they got like, killed. They got yeah, squashed, they got- <laughs> like just destroyed. It was embarrassment. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have even showed up to the bubble. <laughs> no. But Joe Harris, like. It was from my understanding that he was only a three-point shooter, like a spot-up three-point shooter. But after watching the game, he would slash to the hoop. Um, he'd create he's his own shot player. at times. Like, 
he's a great player. And Karis LeVert, I see so much Jamal Crawford. I see so much Jamal Crawford in him. And I think that Jamal is going to really like mentor him and things like that while they're in the bubble, teach him a few moves um, here and there. But man, Levert, he's just so like, he has those um, very like swift and sometimes even awkward motions and they fool everyone out there. He is awesome. Levert is, he's going to be a star. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, It's, I, Karis LeVert was balling even before the bubble, um, before the season got shut down. He had a a career-high 51 in a very big comeback against Boston. Um, No, LeVert's been a bucket getter since you even got Michigan. Yeah, he's good. And I think think LeVert would fit in really well uh, with Kyrie and Durant whenever they decide to play or get healthy. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's always good to have playmakers – Speaking of playmakers, uh, did you watch the Rockets Lakers last night fully? No, I watched about the first three quarters, <laughs> uh, and then oh. I realized no, we were without LeBron, we were without Javale. I I didn't ex- the Lakers clinched. I don't expect us to wow. actually try. I guess I'm more anymore. of a Laker fan than you because I watched all four quarters of that terrible game. I'm sorry, I had to leave work. I left work right as the well, you know, I, excuses, excuses, you know, working at Fox, you know, or watching the Laker game. But um, yeah. I think a player that does not fit well with the Rockets, this might surprise you, is Austin Rivers. Oh, we've, you know, we both have oh, people with Austin Rivers <laughs> dating back, dating back <laughs> years. And like, he's an okay player, whatever. But he does not fit with the Rockets. The Rockets already have their playmakers. You know, you have Harden, you, you have Westbrook, who Westbrook. should be your two main playmakers. You don't really need anything after that. So what you, you really need, and the Rockets yeah. do really well, is they have a lot of good spot-up shooters. So you have, like, Daniel House, who's been killing it. You know, you have um, Mac- exactly Covington. I'm not a fan of Covington. He hasn't been doing that great, but he's still a great shooter. Yeah, no but you have defense. a bunch of guys just like that who are great wings, and they shoot the ball well. So when they're open for three, they probably have a good chance of making it, which they're going to get a lot of open shots. With Austin Rivers, he's a guy that kind of creates his own shot, you know. So with him, he needs the exactly he needs the ball in his hands constantly to make plays mm-hmm. and to drive and to slash and to you know create a shot off the yeah. dribble. But that doesn't fit with this Rockets team. So he's kind of out there, and he looks kind of um, like he's making these nice moves and things like that, but it's just like it's forced almost. So I don't know. I'm just not a fan of Austin Rivers. It doesn't even matter that he played for the Clippers, and, you know, at times he wasn't that great. <laughs> but um, it's just yeah. not – No, not I good. agree. It's – no. And the, the Rockets are an interesting team because you saw the Rockets essentially just like pick apart the Bucks. They beat the Mavericks. So it, they have an interesting team, and they played the Lakers. They beat the Lakers by 16. No Westbrook, no no LeBron. Um, yeah, and so it was interesting to see. Uh, you had Harden drop 39, which at this rate, it's it's just casual what Harden does. Um, ben McLemore dropped 20 points and got the start. Yeah. 
So it's it's interesting to see like how the Rockets are going to do in the seven game series. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think the Rockets specifically really benefited from the layoff, and I think that you know getting Harden because Harden was kind of putting the team on his back at times, even with Westbrook doing well, but Harden was putting up a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. and I think he was starting to wear down towards the end of the season, and he started to go into that slump a little bit. But now he looks awesome, back to his form. Also, um, Harden has a history of kind of choking in the playoffs. You know, we've seen it happen over and over. I think he went, what, like yep. 0 for 14 one game from three? Something like oh, yeah. wild like that in the playoff series. Let's just, say, let's just say the Rockets because let's not forget they missed 27 threes. Yeah, the so Warriors. the Rockets notoriously are not known to be a playoff team. So sadly like my clippers but despite them having two championships but but, you know like with harden and with cp3 last year and then there's you know they haven't been meeting their expectations i feel like and they came one game away from going to the nba finals and then you know of course cp3 pulls the same you know hamstring or whatever it's it's the same old thing every year with cp3 that's why i'm not so I'm not so like, the thunder. I feel like if CP3 if CP3 doesn't get injured, I think they the, the yeah Rockets they changes the you know possibly history. Um, I think Durant for sure still leaves, but you know I hate Clay Thompson that might was, not tear that his was, ACL or or his Achilles, you know, just stuff know. like that. That would have been that might have been LeBron's yeah. fourth ring. Seriously. Oh yeah, although that was the year that was post what was that post Kyrie. And the and the Cavs still had a terrible yeah. team. Um, both of those kind of instances uh, from last year and the year you know the year before, but I don't know. It's just really interesting to think what could have happened. But I think with Harden, he's going to um, thrive where he doesn't have a lot of um, maybe pressure as much because there's no real crowd in there. It's pretty quiet in the bubble, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really going to benefit Harden in the long run. So there has been two teams that have surprised me the most in the bubble. The Phoenix Suns and the Portland Trailblazers. I, I know, Jordan, you know well about the Portland Oh, the yeah, Suns. you know, I, uh, I ruined uh, my whole day. Good old D-book. Uh, but, no, Portland, as a Lakers fan and having that number one seed, I don't want to see Portland no, in the playoffs. I would playoffs. not either. Dame Doll, Dame, they got Nurkic back from injury. Dame's just on a on a mission, and I'd rather. And what's interesting now is that eight nine matchup is there's going to be a play in game. So hopefully Phoenix would it be able to squ- uh, squeak it out because I don't think Memphis holds on to the eight seed because Memphis has lost all their games in the ball. Yeah, which is like crazy because Memphis had a. I think a four game lead on that eight seed coming in, or four and a half. It might have even been more. Yeah. Yeah, and then Nurkic, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. tears his Achilles. Yeah. Um, But Portland and Nurkic, Nurkic is really good. Mm hmm. Yeah, and so, again, that whole team is clicking. Mellows look good, Uh, Dame, CJ. You would Dame have like twelve made threes yesterday? I just I love Dame and I love that whole team and Gary Trent went off for twenty something. 
Like yeah. Portland has some awesome players, and you know I can see why now. Lillard was kind of, you know, complaining about the whole bubble and playoff setup and things like that. He knew how good his team was. They just need the opportunity to show how good they were. Yeah, and so I don't want to see. I'm like, I'm, I'm hoping because it's it's a guaranteed because there's only a half game separating Memphis and Portland now, and a game and a was two games separating Phoenix and Memphis. So what I'm hoping is that Portland, Portland and Phoenix play in the bubble game because, and then Booker goes off, and then Phoenix gets the eighth seed because I'd rather see Memphis and Phoenix over, over Portland is in the one eight because I don't see good things happening for the Lakers. Yeah, and I think uh, here's the deal with Portland, it's almost a mismatch. I'm I'm starting to see um, the Lakers play the Rockets. And this wasn't even just like right now, but it was before um, the bubble and everything. They lost to the Rockets who had just recently acquired um, their small ball team. And I think with the Lakers, mm-hmm. um, they don't really do especially well when they have a really good, they're facing a team with a good point guard and shooting guard. And I think it's the opposite with the Clippers, when the Clippers play against um, teams, they really struggle when a team has a good power forward or center, which is why the Lakers really give them, um, you know, fit sometimes because of AD just overpowering them. And I think Portland with, uh, you know, with Lillard and uh, McCollum, that's going to be a problem for the Lakers to defend. That's my, that's my thing. Yeah. Like you, you look at the teams the Lakers have lost to in the bubble, they lost to, the clip, uh, they lost to the Thunder, who with Chris Paul and Shea. Um, they lost to the uh Rockets and Harden, and then they lost to the Raptors with Van Vliet and Lowry, yeah, exactly. And they do really well against teams, you know, who have uh, yeah, the Jazz, the Jazz. who's perfect. Uh, Mitchell, you know, he, he's great, but besides that, Mitchell, Mitchell yeah, cooked which, us. But AD also dropped yeah. forty two on him, and sunk the game in the game clinching three and one three. And that was ridiculous. And I think what even made it more ridiculous was that Donovan Mitchell went and made a three, and then and one to, uh, right after. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when has that ever happened in the history of the mm-hmm. NBA? Two four point plays back to back, probably only a handful of times. But anyway, mm-hmm. AD absolutely cooked Utah, and Utah in my eyes is. They're done. I I don't think they're doing very well in this bubble situation. I don't think they're meshing together. I think the chemistry is definitely an issue to be concerned about. Um, but let's talk about a most disappointing teams in the bubble, and I think one Washington, <laughs> maybe Washington, yeah. But what what? what I don't get they why they're there. How about the Pelicans? Oh, they the NBA set them up for uh, Zion to make the playoffs. And they are not making it's the playoffs. Just, it's embarrassing when they're out there. And Zion, I he's not conditioned very well. Um, he's huffing and puffing, not getting back on it? defense. Like, man. What they use the term? Uh, burst yeah. management? Which and is a new think one. Think about it. Okay. Load management or burst management. How old do you think a player should be? before he qualifies for that. You think maybe when you've been in the league for 14 years, 13 seasons, you rest your player. Um, 
But Zion is what, 19 or 20 years old in his like youth prime? He should be out there. He should be able to play 80 minutes. But he's out there huffing and puffing, struggling to play 21 minutes. And don't get me wrong. When he's on the court, he's doing extremely well. But if you're seeing at the end of the four, four and a half minute burst, he can't even get back down the court. And if he can get back down the court, and Glenn Davis back in the day was able to get back down the court, then we got a problem. <laughs> oh, good old And even Shaq, Davis. when Shaq was on like the Suns, he was able to get back and down the court. <laughs> but but he still well. did it. Zion's like rolling down the court. It's you know it's it's crazy to think about the, the, the Suns with their seven seconds or less offense from like D'Antoni traded for old Shaquille O'Neal thinking he'd be the answer. <laughs> but no, I agree. Zion, Zion, yeah, Jaws playing an absurd amount of minutes. Like look at everyone else from the draft. Ty, uh, Tyler Hero is playing a lot of minutes. I don't. Zion could be. I just don't know why he's not. Like. He should. Is it all? No, I, I hate to say it. It's it's just I don't think he has that it factor. Of course, he has the raw athleticism. I mean, there, there's no question he could be a generational talent. I just think he doesn't have that drive or that work ethic that many other stars have. Like you know, throughout mm-hmm. the game, and that's what's going to be his downfall. And it's going to be interesting to see the conditioning in the off season to see how he comes back next season. If he comes back looking the exact same, there's going to be a lot of problems. And that's why he gets injured all the time, too. His conditioning and his durability, it's just not good. He's not doing what he needs to do as you know, a professional basketball player who's making millions of dollars and who has the ability to market himself to be LeBron-esque and not player, you know, not be the player that LeBron is, you know, obviously. But he has the ability to be a real superstar and to market himself really well because everyone likes to watch Zion. Yeah. You talk about coming back next season. Zion's listed at six, six, two eighty four. So he plays the four, but he's undersized at the four and his size is what makes him what, what makes him an effective four. So I don't know how much, if he loses weight, like wh- how that will affect his game because I'm sure if he loses weight, that will affect, like, I'm sure it might increase his athleticism. I don't know. But that, like, his strength might go down. I don't know. Like, it, it's, it's really interesting because he is a power forward, but he is only 6'6 and can jump through the building at, like, 284 pounds. This is all according to Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia has never failed us once, let me tell you. No, the, yep, it's on the internet. Like everything. Right. But, um, yeah, you're right. Um, that could be a cause for concern. But if you look at Zion, sometimes he's a pretty good dribbler, you know. He, he has some good handles, but it, he needs to work on that too, you know. He has a, he has a decent shot. He, he's such a tweener at the three and four, I feel like. And he's like, yeah, you, you know, usually you don't really like tweeners in the NBA, but like Zion, you know, he could do it. He could pretty much do it all. But I think um, – mm-hmm. I just feel like he is the definition of a LeBron Julius Randall mix. I'm telling you, just the way oh, they are—he's like right in the middle of those players. It just <laughs> oh god, <laughs> and I love Julius. He was a triple double machine on the Lakers during the dark ages. But 
You don't have to remind me. <laughs> but Julius got his payday on the Knicks. I feel bad for Julius. <laughs> He's on the Knicks. Oh, I, I liked watching Julius. He, he was cool. The Knicks are so bad, though. I know. I think... <laughs> why did the why the Knicks last offseason? They struck out on Durant. They struck out on Kyrie. They struck out on Z- uh, Zion. So they went out and signed five power forwards: Bobby <laughs> Portis, Julius Randle, Marcus Morris. Like, are they all going to be like, okay, here's their starting lineup? Uh, what's his face? R.J. Barrett, Mitchell. All right, we're going to run Julius Randle <laughs> at the two. We're going to run Marcus Morris at the three. Bobby Portis, and then Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> We'll have the biggest lineup. The biggie of all lineup. Time. I, I I think yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what they were saying. It's like, oh, you know, we don't get Kyrie, we don't get um Durant, we don't get uh Kawhi. So let's just go sign five average power forwards for um and overpay them while we're at it. <laughs> like, I don't know the rationale that goes behind that, but that's why the Knicks are the Knicks, and that's why they're nowhere hey, to be found. Uh, hey man, let's think about this. Julius Randle, triple-double machine with the Lakers. Bobby Portis, fought a dude <laughs> with the Bulls. Shout-out to Miritich. Uh, Marcus, Mo- Marcus Morris got in multiple fights with his brother in Kansas. Uh, Marcus Morris. Uh, why uh, do you have to bring up Marcus Morris? I, because he's a part of the Knicks. No, Marcus the Morris the is a bad basketball player, and I would know because he's on the Clippers. He is overrated <laughs> so much. And they say, like, oh, he's a LeBron stopper, you know, and, like, all this stuff. He has the size. Just because he has the size doesn't mean he's a great player. He just – he can't shoot very well. He's, like, a ball stopper. Like, it's – he just ah, – he's frustrating. And especially when Mo Harkless really contributed to the Clippers, I think more – I think more than Marcus Morris has. And they traded him and a first-round pick, which probably, you know, doesn't mean much. But Clippers don't have their first-round pick until the year, like, freaking 2050 now because of the Paul George trade. But it's just like, man, Marcus Morris needs to do better. Yeah, it's interesting when people throw, throw around, like, the term, like, X player stopper like it, Andre Iguodala got the LeBron stopper after 2015, and LeBron still averaged 35 points a game, 13 boards, and eight assists with nobody on his team. His second best player was Mozgov, <laughs> Laker legend Timo Fey. Yeah, because Kyrie got hurt. And there was no Kevin Love and Della Vadova. <laughs> Dova Dova started J.R. Smith, Tristan that's, Thompson. That's bad. So uh, it's just crazy. Like there was the Kobe stoppers and the Michael stoppers, and they like no. they didn't do anything. And I think they like they judge it off like one play or something. I, like I bet you Iguodala, you know, mm-hmm. packed LeBron once, or Marcus Morris happened to strip the ball from LeBron once, and all of a sudden they're a stopper. You know. I just I think people get all these misconceptions because if you talk to the average hoops fan, they're gonna say Marcus Morris is an awesome player. Like he's a key player for the Clippers. Like huge pickup. Like the Clippers stole it, stole him from the Knicks. But then you watch him play, and you're like, this is Marcus Morris. This is the guy who averaged twenty a game for the Knicks. 
Like, I mean, yeah. I could average 20 then again, games, but still. But then again, it's also averaging for exactly. the Exactly. And he almost has a case of, uh, I hate to say it, Chris Kamen syndrome, where he averages, oh you know, God. 20 and 12 on the freaking Clippers, and then he goes to any other team, including the Lakers, and he's just the worst player you've ever seen in your life. Can you guess how many players on the Knicks averaged more than 15 points a game this year? Um, I'd go with, let's see, I'd go with three. I think, R- did R.J. Barrett, was, was he at 15? No? No. He was a 14.6. Oh, or 14.3. Uh, 14.3. Uh, Julius Randle? Yo, one... Marcus yes, Morris did at a time, and yeah, is there any more? No, it was those two Marcus Morris and Julius oh, Randle. Who says you can't? <laughs> Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris had 19.6 points per game. And what's he averaging with the Clippers? Nine led the eight. Na- <laughs> let's, let's take a look. I can't imagine it's I don't think high. it's double digits. Nine point seven, and his shooting percentage is probably drastically lower. Uh, let's see. His field goal percentage is forty-one. Um, let's see. He played for the Knicks. He shot forty-four percent from the field, forty-three percent from three. three. For the Clippers, forty-three point nine percent with the Knicks. But the Clippers for three, he's only shooting thirty percent. That's awful. Like I'm sorry, and and he's and he's playing twenty eight uh, minutes a game, nine point seven points per game. That's frustrating, and I, I just I don't even want to talk about Marcus Morris. He, he's banned from the podcast until further notice. You know, uh, which is added. Oh, I would also like to admit I was wrong about Joe Kim Noah. He's, he's not, not the, the goat. goat anymore. I'm I'm sorry. Has he even played? Yeah, he's played and he's he's looked pretty poor. And I I'm sorry, Joe Kim Noah, I thought he was the goat. But I am still insistent on the Laker curse. Well, to remind everyone, curse? DJ Benga is still hang, <laughs> hanging oh, underneath oh. the floor, and he's gonna be the reason why they don't win the championship. Uh, interesting. But okay. I am. I I have some signs to be, um, you know, happy with with the Clippers. Uh, they played really well against the Mavericks yesterday. Um, I think they have Doncic's number mm-hmm. and the Mavericks number. They match up really well against them. So I, more than likely, they're going to play Dallas in the first la- uh, round, and I'm okay with it. I think Clippers will win in five. Um. So I was really happy with that. <clears throat> Montrezl Harrell. He'll be back. Are you sure? He'll be back next week. I really feel bad for Harold. Um, His grandma passed away, and he was really, really close with his grandma. And Harold already has um, some kind of mental health issues going on, as it is. So I know this was really tough on Harold. So I just really hope um, that he's doing okay and that his family's doing okay. Um, And we'll welcome him back to the bubble whenever he gets back. But... I think when healthy, the Clippers, they're the best team in the NBA. I will still say that, even though they lost the Lakers the first night, um, 
I I still feel like the Clippers at one hundred percent will take anybody in the NBA. Um, that that's my that's my take on it all. I think the Raptors in the East are starting to look more and more desirable. All right, now you see why. I do. I and the Celtics look more and more inconsistent. Uh, Tatum, some games he's just like man, he's the man, and then some days he just has nine since points. Ta- <laughs> since since Tatum it, cut his hair, it's bad news. Like the Celtics have the talent, but Kemba's been hurt too. So yeah, Kemba didn't Kemba didn't play against the G League nuts. <laughs> Did you see Ben Simmons uh, dislocated his kneecap and then and then it went yeah. back in? Yep, that's just Ben Simmons. He, ah, man, he's frustrating. That's like such a random injury. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Like looking at like the standings, like it seems like the East is doing so much better than the West. Yeah, but again, it comes down to health, too. But you know who I really like? And I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I like a lot of teams right now. I really like Miami. And oh, the, the Heels. Like, but, yeah. They, they played close with the Bucks and no no Jimmy Butler. I like Tyler Hero. Uh, I like Bam Adebayo. Duncan He's Robinson good. is so good. Oh, my Duncan God. Man. He is. Yeah. Like, he reigns threes. Kendrick not Kendrick Nunn had a good rookie year after going. Yeah, Drogic has been awesome. Yeah, no, I think when they get Jimmy Butler back, I think they could be a real Seriously. problem. And they got and they got the best uniforms in all of basketball with the Miami Vice. <laughs> oh, those are the best uniforms. I mean, if we're judging teams on uh, their uniforms, NBA championship, let's not even play anymore. No, no. If he was really talking about jersey matchups. How about uh, when we had uh, Memphis oh, yeah, versus Utah? Those are clean. We had Utah with the purple, Memphis with the with the teal. Yeah, th- those were beautiful. Oh, that was, that was great. That was great. No, but it, it seems like it's weird, like the way scheduling making works. Like the Sixers have played the Sixers and Raptors have only played three games, while the Lakers have yeah. played five. And then coming off a of back to back, like I, I don't get like scheduling making for the bubble. And it's it will be interesting. Like, there's, I think three teams essentially competing for the eight spot. You got Memphis, Portland, and Phoenix. I don't think there's any way San Antonio or the Kings or the Pelicans make it. Yeah, I think San Antonio is going to beat the Jazz today. That'll help them. The Jazz, you think uh, so? they're resting. Mitchell, Gobert, and, Are they? Uh, uh, Royce O'Neal. So I, I think pretty much. That's yeah, I think starters. pretty much Spurs should take it in theory, you know. I don't know. They got Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> don't talk about Jordan Clarkson like he's that good. He was really good for the Lakers. He just had yeah. one off night. <laughs> when they played the Lakers. He's only ever had one off night in his whole career. <laughs> yeah. Dude's been the a one time getter. I watched, he, he was bad, of course. Yeah. Now, Clarkson's good. He's yeah. Have you noticed his haircut? Man, he, yeah. he looks like a different player. Mm-hmm. You know who I didn't realize? I was watching the Kings yesterday. I didn't. De'Aaron Fox got a haircut. Yes, I was, like, I was talking to my brother about who's that, that number I was five. Like, Man, who's this new player who's scorching and uh, freaking tearing it up out there? And then it's I see Fox, and I was like, oh, I'm like, 
Yeah, he got rid of the dreads and it yeah. looked completely different. But no, it's interesting to see. It will be interesting to see, especially in the Western Conference, like where the playoff seedings go. Like, well, obviously the Lakers clinched the number one, but like the Clippers haven't clinched the number two. They're fighting with Denver, and then four through seven or four through six are all fighting. Like the Rockets, the Jazz, and the Thunder are all fighting for seeding. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting. I think inevitably uh, Clippers will get the two seed, and I'm they don't want to get to the three seed. And here's the reason: although although three seed, like two or three, wasn't like isn't that big of a difference because two or three will still they won't have to play the Lakers. Yeah, so no, that that's fun. true. That that's a good point. I guess it just depends on who you want to play in the first round. And for me, as in now. As of now, it's Dallas versus OKC three in the seven. Six, yeah, six I'd seven rather seasons. play Dallas than OKC if I can. Um, I I don't honestly. I think Clippers will beat them both, but I just think Dallas they match up better against Dallas. Yeah, um, and then interesting. Like I'd love to see, I'd love to see Houston fall to the six. I don't think it's going to happen. I'd love to see a first round matchup. You know, or even second round matchup, Denver. Although no, it can't really happen. Denver. I'd love to see Denver versus Houston. Yeah, I'd love to see like Denver roll out their large lineup versus Houston small ball lineup. Speaking of um, Denver, Michael Porter Jr. He's been yeah, balling. I'm just shocked, and he's like, after the first game, I was like, all right, you know, great game. People are out. It could be a fluke, you know. Second game comes around, he mm-hmm. has almost equally impressive game. And I'm like, all right, two games. I was like, we'll really see the next game, how well he does. And then he drops like 28 or 29 points and 12 rebounds. Um, I think it was on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Then the... Maybe, yeah, against the Spurs. And then he had 30 yeah, and like 15. 30, 30 and 15, 15 against the Spurs. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. And that's without, you know, Jamal Murray, without – um. Uh, Will, Will Barton without uh, one more player without um uh Trey Lyles no he's yeah I'm I'm forgetting um I'm drawing a blank I, yeah no I Bull Bull didn't even play. <laughs> that's right Bull Bull you know Bull Bull he's done pretty well um yeah yeah he's it's still his rookie yeah, year and he doesn't have much to prove at this point you know. Second second round pick, like it's not like he was gonna be a top pick had he not even gotten injured at Oregon. Yeah, he shows some flashes of being like a unicorn player, you know. Like he can he can, he can dribble, shoot. he plays great defense, but he's just really raw, you know, he just needs time. Yeah, I think I think yeah, give if they were giving him the Michael Porter Jr. treatment and then he decided to play yep. in the bubble. Well, like, and I think Denver has enough weapons to where they can do that. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. But overall, you know, it doesn't matter. Clippers will be NBA champions, of course. Nah, I still think – I think the playoffs, we see LeBron turn up and we get playoff LeBron again. And Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it should be – I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we still uh, – we still got a few weeks to go before. Exactly. The but anyway, let's shift gears a little bit. What do you think about the Dodgers Giants series coming up starting today? I hopefully, hopefully the Dodgers come out and sweep 
because the Dodgers need it. Like the Dodgers are in a close NL West race with Pitt, uh, the Padres in Colorado, so the Dodgers need to take uh, these three um, these three games before another crucial four game series against San Diego. But hopefully the pitching's there. Um, what was it? Urias, Kershaw, and yeah, and then I think it's Samarja, Cueto, and uh, the worst pitcher of all time, Kevin Gosman. But man, oh here, here's my thing. Okay, Dodgers are nine and four, right? Which, mm-hmm. if you look at the paper, nine and four, that's great. But are they playing? Are they playing that well? No, their pitching's been um... great. Their bullpen's been really good, although scary, scary sight on uh, against San Diego in the final matchup. Yeah, um, Chris Taylor, thankfully, you know, threw a bullet to home. Like yeah. that was one of the best throws I've seen in a while. Um, but mm-hmm. I just their hitting has been a cause of concern for me. Besides a couple of players on the team, uh, Corey Seager's been tearing it up. AJ Pollock, uh, Mookie. Mookie's, Mookie was playing well before he uh, got hurt. Yeah, Bellinger hasn't got his act together. He At least he has those couple of homers under his belt. Um, Chris Taylor's hit the ball well. well. A- AJ Pollock's been surprised. Will Smith is, I think, taking a step back, unfortunately. Is it time to bring up Kyber? I don't think so yet. But, you know, I just – I need something to change. Um because our starting catchers, you know, because they pretty much split time, Barnes and Will Smith. I think they're Barnes doesn't they're hit like hit the 180 ball. combined or something. And it's like, yeah. man, like you don't need too much production out of your catcher position, at least hitting wise. But you need some. You, you need like some, some above 180, yeah. you know. Even if you're hitting 230, 240 yeah. with a couple homers here and there, great. But like, man, when you're hitting below the Mendoza line, Something's got to change. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's gonna be. It's like with no pitcher, like it's like, oh, this might be. Like some teams consider this the automatic yeah. out. But uh, no, other players have been playing well. Jock Peterson has been playing decent. Turner has been hitting the ball. Yeah. Well. Although no home runs, Turner. Yeah, I think he ball. leads the team in RBIs. He has eight or nine. But Jock has been awesome too, out of that leadoff. Jock hit two home runs um, on Wednesday, five RBIs. You know what's interesting? He hit um, one of the home runs that he had uh, off of a curveball, and he's not a great breaking ball hitter. He, um, he I, I saw a stat, I think it was a few days ago, that last season he was number one in the MLB hitting fastballs that were – that were 93 miles an yeah. hour or higher, which is a random stat, but that means he's hitting elite fastballs, you know, and he is a fastball hitter, and that was mm-hmm. perfect against the Padres, who primarily were throwing, you know, 94, 95, 96 mile an hour fastballs, um, and that was the opposing pitcher's best pitch. Um, but, you know, as we've seen with Jock, he is so streaky. You know, he has games or, you know, three or four games where he is he hits six or seven home runs, but then he won't hit a home run for the next 30 games, you know. So it's just it's tough with him. He's just very inconsistent, but he's awesome. He's a good player. I'm glad he's on the team and didn't get traded to the Angels where I would have, you know, cried forever for for Luis. Yeah, who is not a good player. So 
<laughs> no, but it, it honestly more impressive. Like the hitting's been okay, but like the Dodgers pitching has been yeah. good. Like their bullpen has been good. You have multiple multiple starters or multiple players with zero ERA. Um, so it's it's just interesting to see like how their bullpen is like limiting the amount of runs. Like and like the. The two pitchers, the two pitchers with the highest ERAs are Alex Wood, who had that one rough outing against uh, the Giants and went on the DL opening yeah. series. Yeah, but Jansen's been well. Trinan's been well. Like, look at the amount of pitchers the Dodgers have with a zero ERA: Scott Alexander, Dylan Floro, Tony Gonsolin, Fight Club Joe <laughs> Kelly, Clayton Kershaw. Adam Kolarek, who was just optioned down to training. Your favorite player, Jake McGee. <laughs> no relation to Javette. And Blake Trinan. <laughs> no. And, and Blake Trinan. So that's one thing, like, the Dodgers bullpen has been really good this yeah, year. Yeah, I've been really, really happy to see them um, perform well. And I, you know, I thought they would. I thought the, I was skeptical. Were skeptical. I thought this was going to be our strong suit, the bullpen. Um, it's just a couple things had to go our way. Like Strip. training needed to do well, you know, was a big thing. A couple other guys. You know, you know who else is look good? Ross Stripling. He was look, he looked good. I love chicken Bobby. strip, man. Oh, a chicken yeah. strip sounds good right now with buffalo sauce. Oh. Dust, Dustin Mays looked good. He's looking like a rookie of the year candidate. And they and we brought him up to. He was like Kershaw's replacement, and then Alex Woods' replacement. He might just have a starting spot in this rotation. Okay, he's let. He's got insane. I was about movement. to say the ninety, the ninety-nine mile per hour two seam that got Machado inside, like inside that box, and he just swung in over the top uh, of it. Uh, I was just about to say ninety-nine mile an hour two seam. When have you ever seen a ninety-nine mile an hour two seam? I don't know the Are last you, time I've seen one. It's, it seems like the Dodgers have the two best young pitchers with the most insane movement with May and uh, Bruce Dark Gratterall. Like He's got like the 99 mile power sinker. Yeah. And so it seems like, yeah, and the training. pitching, the pitching has been a strong suit. Yeah. Trinan's got some nasty stuff. And then you got Kenley with the cutter who, if Kenley can effectively get the cutter, it's pretty much. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And, it's been interesting. The Dodgers' defense has been also incredible, and without Mookie Betts in the in in the lineup for the last few, for the last like three yeah. games, their defense is Mookie, incredible. Mookie, when he was healthy, that throw from right field to third base, oh, that was one of the best throws I've it, ever it was seen. Unreal. But hold on, really quick, I just got an update that Zion will sit out tonight against Washington to rest. <laughs> Could Washington get their uh, first win? Maybe, but come on, Zion, you're resting, really, dude? Really? Like that just shows. I just hate that mentality. That's no heart right there. But anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Zion. Yeah, no, I agree. It's Zion. Zion, we we recorded that was part of the first part of the podcast. It's over. So to wrap up today's show, uh, Jordan has a special segment. Heck yeah, I do. So for today, we are going to be introducing the Who Would Win in a Fight of Fictional Characters, where I'm going to be okay. giving um, Garrett a couple of uh, different fictional characters, and he's going to decide who's going to win in a fight, and we'll debate it. So first, who would win in a fight, Peter Griffin or Fred Flintstone? 
Interesting. Interesting. I got to go with my boy Peter. I got to go with my boy Peter. What? Fred Flintstone would kick his ass. I don't know. Peter's got the <laughs> Peter's got the uh, fighting style with uh, the chicken, so he's, he's he... been he's been he's battle tested. Oh my god! But Fred I... Flintstone is old school. He's back to the Stone Ages. He'll so throw... are we talking fighting in like a UFC octagon or natural uh, or natural area where the shows are set with weapons? What are we talking? Um, we're talking to just UFC. We're talking okay. pure brute. You know, just brute force. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I give me give me Peter Griffin. All right, all right. Benny the Bull versus the Chick Fil A cow. Well, seeing how one actually has hands, give me Benny the Bull. <laughs> Although the Chick Fil A cow is an immovable object, <laughs> it's going to be always to... <laughs> and he's always there. But I don't know how Benny the Bull beats the Chick Fil A cow. You know, it's just the Chick Fil A cow has so much stamina and durability. It's just going to be tough. All it does is graze. <laughs> That's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I know. All right, all right. How about SpongeBob versus Goofy? Oh, that's a tough one. SpongeBob just won't be able to take blows because he's a sponge. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Goofy's got the height advantage. Goofy has the length. Uh, Goofy's one of those tall, lanky fighters. Um, I don't know. It's going to be tough. You know, I, I got to go with Goofy. I, I think that somehow, you know, he's very, uh, you know, he trips over everything. But at the end of the day, he always comes out on top. I feel like Goofy never is the loser out of them all. So I'm going Goofy. All right, Popeye versus Kronk. Kronk? <laughs> From the Emperor's New Groove, you know Kronk? Oh, um, you know what? Give me, give me the sailor. Respect the vets. Respect the troops. <laughs> but although Kronk's a Kronk's Kronk's a big fuck, big uh, big character. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's the kicker. Popeye can't use his informants enhancing spinach. Oh, if he can't use that, then he's pretty much useless. <laughs> Popeye without a spinach might be the worst character of all time. He turns into just an old man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right, how about Mr. Krabs versus Winnie the Pooh? Um, hmm. Does Winnie the Pooh get his pre-fight honey? Or is he derived from honey and is uh, fiending for it? No, it's only it's only for a victory. <laughs> Jack, give, me, give me Winnie the Pooh, man. He's got someone to fight for. <laughs> but Mr. Krabs gets money if he wins, and you know how he feels about the money. <laughs> it's true, but but but, uh, but Winnie the Pooh's addicted to the to the honey like it's crack. That that's true. <laughs> All right, here's a fun one: Shrek versus Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> oh, give me ogre! Give me the ogre, man. Although. Shrek would just be able to like take Frosty the Snowman's head off because he's a snowman. <laughs> yeah, but Frosty the Snowman has Christmas cheer on his side, and he's—I <laughs> don't think that helps in a fight. <laughs> oh God! But it all depends on the climate because if they're in the swamp, Frosty's melting. 
But if they're out there and, you know, in the snow. It doesn't matter terrain. I'll take, uh, <laughs> I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, the, uh, the, the ogre. All right. What about Bart versus Cartman? Bart Simpson. Cartman's got no mobility. He's got an anger issue. He gets hit once. He's going to cry. <laughs> give me, uh, give me, give me Bart Simpson. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. All right. How about Buzz Lightyear versus Kermit the Frog? Buzz Lightyear, he can fly. It's cheating. <laughs> Have you ever heard my Kermit the Frog impression? No. Is the world ready for that? I don't know. You know, I, I think I'm going <laughs> to. All right. Uh, let's, let's, what, a, what a fly. I'm Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, man, once we get into, once we get into these characters, it's wildly, some interesting stuff you find. <laughs> You know, these are some, you know, top-of-the-line characters. All right, how about Jimmy Neutron versus Timmy Turner? Oh, this is like two goats going at at it. Uh, (laughs) Timmy Turner or Jimmy Neutron? Give me Jimmy Neutron. He'll anticipate every fight, every punch that's thrown. Uh, He's a scientist. Yeah, but, you know, Timmy has his fairly odd parents. But I thought we couldn't use him. Papa can't use his spinach. Well, nobody knows that they exist but him. So I, really? I wouldn't even know he had the fairly odd parents. And why are they called fairly odd parents while we're at it? Uh, I don't know, man. Fairly odd parents? Well, I guess they're odd and they're fairies. Wait, in the show, are they called odd parents or are they called god parents? They're the god parents. But why is the show called odd parents? I don't know. I, I think that's a question for the producers. Well, we'll have to email them. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. All right. Um, Peppa the pig versus Porky the pig. It's, you know, give me Peppa. Peppa's seven foot tall. <laughs> Peppa's seven foot tall. Give me, the, give me, the, give me Peppa pig. <laughs> I don't know, though. Porky, he, he, has some, uh, he has some weight to throw around. I don't I, know. I, Peppa's... Peppa's training partner her dad the dad pig is 14 feet tall <laughs> give me Peppa. Awesome? i don't awesome? know but give me Peppa pig <laughs> oh my god all right how about bugs bunny versus squidward bugs bunny squidward ain't motiv- motivated to fight i don't know he has eight well on the show he has only four but in real life he has eight freaking tentacles but does that mean anything? Yeah. Okay, if you have two arms versus someone with eight arms, eight eight, more yeah. than two. Yeah, but if you don't want to fight, you're not going to use them. Well, you know, Squidward gets pissed off all the time. I, I think that if he saw a bunny like running around in his neighborhood, he'd be pissed. I don't. To be fair, I don't think bunnies are going around uh, Bikini Bottom. Have you been there? No. Well, then I don't know if you're qualified to speak on the matter. There's two. There's <laughs> two. There's one seat. One land creature in Bikini Bottom, and it's a squirrel. <laughs> That's close enough. Do you think Squidward would beat Sandy in a fight? 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's for another day. I guess, but I don't think it happens. I think uh, I think Sandy Sandy might beat everyone besides I don't know. Sandy might be the toughest toughest creature in bikini bottom. Oh wow, that's a hot take. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Oh man, that, I have might, never heard such. A, we might such we might take. need to come out with some power rankings too. Uh, I I think we might just have to. That's a great <laughs> that's a great article. Yeah, you can check it out on ranked.com. Yep, uh, ring.com, shameless plug. All right. <laughs> How about Carl Weezer? Okay. Versus Bulby from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> They're from the same show. They are, but they've never fought, to my knowledge. Slop, slop, slop. Clop, clop, clop. I'll take Bulby over, over Carl Weezer. You know... I'm taking Carl. Have you ever seen him get upset? Of course. I just like Bulby. Give me Bulby. <laughs> Give me Carl any day. All right. It's, it's an interesting one once we once you start going show for same show for same show. I know they're in the same world, same uh, environment. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all I got for right now. You got any? For, for no, me? I. I think I'm. We'll do definitely more research on this. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll let you know. We'll do. We'll run some simulations. Got it. You know, most definitely, we'll we'll bring we'll be uh we'll bring back the simulation. We'll bring back uh some intriguing debates. Well, uh, we want to hear your thoughts on on this. So let us know who who wins in these fictional debates. They're they're good for the comment section and the 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 algorithm so please comment in the comment section yes exactly also reply to us on twitter uh and give us your your thoughts on uh who wins these fights i think the most interesting fight out of all of them is peter versus uh fred flintstone yeah you know you wouldn't really think about that but it's a sleeper pick for fight of the night (laughs) that's the main event Two heavyweights slugging it out, no ground game. <laughs> Million dollars, brawlers, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I, I personally, I like, uh, I like Benny the Bull versus the Chick Fil A cow. The unstoppable force versus the immovable object. It, you know, I don't. <laughs> the heard around the world. Yeah. I don't know, man. That was an interesting one. I don't know who. I don't know. If I don't know who moves the Chick-fil-A cow. Or, I don't know. Can you move the Chick-fil-A cow? Also, what can Benny the Bull sleeves? <laughs> if he has any sleeves. I don't know. <laughs> so. You, you know, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Benny the Bull is always up to no good. Yep. That that's classic Benny. So you never know what he's gonna do. Nope. So who wins in a fight? Philly, the Philly fanatic, or Wally, uh, Wally from uh, the Red Sox? <laughs> I don't. I I feel like the Philly fanatic has a chip on his shoulder. I I I, I, I really so? do. I, I'm taking the Philly fanatic. Right, what about uh Bailey from the Los Angeles Kings versus Trump versus Bailey. Tremor from the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes? 
First off, I don't even know well, who that is. He's a big dinosaur. Give me Bailey. I'm taking Tremor. All right, fine. How about we go Tremor versus the Colorado Rockies? I'm going Tremor again. I don't care who Tremor goes against. I'm picking Tremor. Tremor's a dinosaur from Rancho Cucamonga. If we're talking any mascot fights, I'll take uh, Chuck losing to everyone. (laughs) Are you joking me? Chuck Chuck the Chuck the Condor is badass. He follows me on Twitter. No, he's. <laughs> Hold on, this is this is my biggest flex right here, everyone. So Chuck the Condor is on Twitter, right? Is oh, he he's verified? verified. He follows 170 people, and he has 5,200 followers. Guess who he follows? He follows me. <laughs> I don't know why Chuck the Condor follows He follows you. Ralph Lawler. He, he, he follows Waj, Jamal Crawford, DeAndre Jordan, the Agua Caliente Blue Clippers, uh, Dieter uh, Roulet, the Dodgers organist, the Rams, Pat Bev, Doc Rivers. He follows all these big-name people, and then all verified people, and then all of a sudden, he follows Jordan Dines. <laughs> I don't know. Out of all the people he could be following, he follows me. I still, um, I still won't forget that the biggest. I think the biggest Twitter follow I have is uh, um, uh, Stefan Marbury. He followed me our freshman year of college. I don't know why, but yeah, he followed me, and then uh, he still follows me, which is weird. <laughs> I guess he likes my content. Uh, apparently, you know, he was waiting for this show, and he was waiting to be talked about. So, you know. Yeah. Hey, Stefan, if you want to come on the show, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> oh, God. But that still doesn't compare to Chuck the Condor, unfortunately. Uh, does it? I am peace let, let the viewers decide. <laughs> let the I'm viewers over. decide. I had some Starberries. Did you ever have any? Fifteen dollars yep. strawberries, yep. yes, sir. The blue and orange Snicks there. I remember there was a fifth grade, fifth grade. They were all everyone wore on the. On there the was court. a store at the mall, and it was uh twenty dollars or less for everything in there. And they had the Marberries were their featured item. Oh my god, what was the store? Uh, name? I think because uh, I think there was a similar I think it was store. called like twenty dollars and under or something. <laughs> I don't uh, remember, but there. There's a similar store like that at the Fox Hills Mall in LA, and it was like Starberries were like, I had like multiple pairs of them. I had the orange pair, the blue pair. It might have been, what was the store called, you know? Uh, it was I, back in the day, it was know. probably the same one. Probably. This was what, 2007? Probably, yeah. So 13 years ago? Wait, yeah. Yeah, it it would have been it would have been two thousand six, two thousand seven. Man, what a time that was! Yeah, and from if I remember correctly, they were good hooping shoes. Yeah, you know, any any basketball shoes are good, um, except my Fila's that I had. One last thing before we wrap up, I just looked online, and can you? So there's multiple types of Starberries currently available. Can you guess how much they are? There's a trainer and a basketball shoe. Can you guess how much they are? <sighs> you know, measuring for inflation, they used to be cheap. 
I'm going to go twenty eight ninety nine for the basketball shoe or the trainer for the basketball shoes. The trainer, how much? Ah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I have no guess. How much? So normally the trainers are nineteen ninety eight, but on the website they're four ninety eight. What? And the basketball shoe normally twenty four ninety eight. Is now fourteen ninety eight, and you can buy them right now. Yeah, what's the shipping? I don't know. You know, Stephen Marbury owes us some money for plugging them in on the show. Let's see, can I? Yo, let me. Let's see. Add to cart. What size? Let's see. What is shipping like? Continue to shipping. Shipping's probably going to be outrageously expensive. <laughs> Why? Okay, check out now. Sure. Or you're not going to get your shoes for three years. Yeah. Bro, probably. Let's take a... I want to see how much... I want to see how much shipping costs. Oh, shipping's $10.98. So the shoe's (laughs) $4.98. And shipping is $10.98. Oh, but look, they only have a size 5. The the only shoe in my size is the basketball shoe, which I might need to get anyway. Oh my god, dude! For the four ninety eight, look, they have a size seven and a half. If we want, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, the in flights are kind of sick, but yeah. they only have a size five. <laughs> everything on the everything on on their site is on sale. They sell a star, a glow in the a, a glow in the dark basketball. Shout out, shout out, Stephon Marbury. They even sell electronics on their site. They sell a USB charging bracelet. Who knows what that is? They sell Bluetooth headphones, a charging case, and a Bluetooth speaker. Well, this wraps up. This was a great talk, but this wraps up today's episode. I'm Garrett. He's Jordan. Uh, Catch us next time.